And we are live, and a very good evening and a very warm welcome to a Lyceum night coming to you from the Fort Christian Spiritualist Church down on the south coast of the UK. Great delight to have with us tonight Mr. Robin Hodgson, who tonight is speaking to us from Finland because he's over there teaching and mentoring at this current time. He is president of the Seaford Spirit, Spirit East Sussex Church. Have I got that right? That's, that name? right. Yeah. That's it. And also of the ISF. Yeah. Indeed. International Spiritualist Federation. Yeah. ISF. Wonderful. Wonderful. Keeping you busy then, Robin. Right. Yes. Because <laughs> I've got three. I've got three hats. One is I've been working as a medium for, well, two more, too many more years than I want to admit. I've been working for nearly 40 years now. Uh, didn't ever think I would continue. Didn't think I would get involved in this strange thing called spiritualism. But you know, once you're hooked, that's you're hooked. Mm. And 38 years later, I'm still here. Um, my mediumship has taken me all around the world. And in that process, um, I um, not only we started our own church, which is now 30 odd years ago, uh, Seaford Spirit, Independent Spiritualist Church in Seaford in East Sussex. Um, but I'm also president of the International Spiritualist Federation. And we have membership in 35 countries. Um, we have a, a jolly band of people who get together every year uh, where we have a, a, a mentorship and tutoring week. But it's more about the community and bringing the people from all around the world. Because you see, we take first granted spiritualism and the freedom of that we have but when you look at some countries in the world let's take chile for instance which is a, a very catholic country uh, spiritualism is very much proud frowned upon so the isf seeks to support spiritualists all around the world and uh, we have great time when they all get together because it's that freedom time to discuss what's happening in their countries and uh, share things that are happening. So it's a really good time. The ISF isn't a, a, a new thing. It's It was uh, first muted in 1880, um, which is a long time ago. Um, because of world wars and things, it actually didn't go off the ground. We had a few um, world congresses where people got together. Um, but actually 1923 was the first um, inauguration in Liège in Belgium. Belgium. And so this year is our 100th anniversary. And apart from, well, the war years, the Second World War, we've had a meeting, at least one meeting, some years two and three meetings uh, when we bring people together. If I tell you our membership goes as far as long as Fiji, we have a member in Fiji who is a spiritualist. There is no spiritualist church in Fiji, so we have to support her. Um, we've got membership, as I say, in 35 countries, and it's delightful to see them when we come together. During the pandemic, we went online with, we had a whole week's tutoring. We had eight tutors working simultaneously. We had 120 delegates and we did our tutorial week online. So that's something we've taken up now. We have regular online meeting and uh, discussions. So it's a big organization, um, but it, it's about the little person, the person who doesn't have the support in their community, doesn't have the church to go to um, that we're there for. Mm. So that's a little bit about the ISF. <laughs> um, 
it's had some very notable people uh, involved, and I was just talking with Laurie earlier. Uh, Arthur Conan Doyle was one of our early presidents and uh, remains a president in spirit um, to this day. Um, so, yeah, we have some notables in the in the in the throng, shall we say? How interesting! How interesting! Yeah. And I do love uh, where you said about the seminar to get online. And really pulling the stops out because when we first ventured into this virtual world, it was a bit like, oh, can I do that? Oh, can I do that? <laughs> and very quickly, you sort of learn, well, actually, I'm trying to find stuff that I can't do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And we also found that we were we were uh, reaching people that quite couldn't afford the airfares to fly from yeah. wherever. Um, and, of course, there's the green factor. Um, should we be flying people around the world? So this was an alternative, and and it worked really well. Uh, yeah. They're begging us to do more online, so it's it's really taken off. It has. It's really opened the doors. I mean, it's opened the door. I know in other orthodoxies, in the bigger movements, whatever, and that's fine. But for us in spiritualism, it's been this amazing uh, coming together. And building that community and being able to talk. Yeah. And I think it's also given us uh, an option for people to try before they buy, so to speak. Mm. They'll pop into a service and see what happens where they might not pop into the building. Yeah. I had to, uh, well, no, I was, I was asked to do uh, a discussion with a group of theology students recently. And... Um, as I started, I opened the floor for questions, and the, the, the one of the one of the students said, "Well, um, all you do is talk to the dead." And I was a little bit put out by that, I can tell you. Um, and I then went to town just to tell him about the philosophy of spiritualism and etc. etc. And by the end of it, I could see that they'd been flawed because they hadn't got a clue what happens yeah. in spiritualist churches yeah. and the organizer stood up and he said well thank you for this he said we now realize that spiritualism is nothing about death it's actually about life and i thought i've got my point over well done. but you know i think we as and i don't mean you personally but i think we as spiritualists don't really advertise what it's about and i think we need to get out there and show people what spiritualism is really about really really agree there um with the advertising because i'm i'm a little bit ocd so i tend to fiddle with things probably beyond where i should do but i, I, I allow myself uh one of the things i picked up on advertising was the way we say oh we're having a divine service mm -hmm. and if you put yourself in the boots of Joe Bloggs walking past, you're going to say divine Well, that doesn't sound like fun. I'm not going to. Well, that. No, that's right. It's <laughs> putting it out there. What is a divine service? What does it consist yeah. of? Yeah. Places like yourself. I know your uh, online services run a very similar format to the church services. So people are getting this idea of what it's about. The same here with our streaming of services. The same on the advertising, you know, divine service. So it's philosophy, healing, and evidential mediumship to get people understanding a wee bit more. Yeah. Um, and I've forgotten where I was going with this, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they won't come into the church if you if 
if it's like behind closed doors and you don't yeah. know what's happening in there, you've got to let people know. And yeah. uh, hopefully, hopefully we're getting there. Thank you, because that was the prompt I needed to go back to. Sorry, we've been doing an online course today on philosophy, so my mind's a little bit over there still. I'm desperately <laughs> trying to bring it back. You know, it's like I get to a certain age and uh, things yeah. move slowly. Anyway, <laughs> this has always been a battle cry in spiritualism. We've got to get more people in our churches. Now, when you actually, again, this OCD type thing, I look at what is actually being said. We've got to get more people in our churches. Well, hang on. How about why don't you go out of your churches instead of sitting there waiting for them, you know, come here, come here, yeah. come to the dark side, we have cookies, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, get off your bums, actually, yeah, go out. Absolutely. And, and be you know, part of the that's, community. That's new. I have uh, a, a gentleman in his will left me three bound copies of the very first uh, Psychic News, the first three or five years. And, you know, in the very first Psychic News, what was one of the headlines? We must get more people in our church. And to do that, we have to have better mediums. And that's all they were focused on. So it seems like nothing has changed. It's no. always been this way. But I think we now have the opportunity to demonstrate it better, to, to go out there. Somebody said to me recently, well, do you think the um, those who started spiritualism would like you using uh, online? And I said, tell me, do you not think the pioneers of this organization, world organization, would have used everything possible to get people interested yeah. and i think we've just got a duty to do that yeah. i think we have to use everything we have to be able to bring people together the pioneers of our time were great and ardent fans and exponents of physical mediumship Absolutely. at that time you could barely walk down any street without somebody levitating out of the window in front of you or yeah. whatever it was everywhere so when you actually look at the energetic side of it, that was spiritualism then. It was this big thing to grab and focus the attention. And this yeah. is spiritualism today, which again is a new big thing to focus and grab the attention. Absolutely. I had a great pleasure. Um, <coughs> on March 31st, I was invited um, to host, be the host in a church service at the... Um, the, the uh, Hyattsville Memorial Park, which includes the, um, the what is left, the foundations of the Fox Cottage. Of course, the Fox Cottage was the first um, demonstration of mediumship in uh, modern spiritualism. And you know what struck me more than anything, and no disrespect to the area and the people, mm. but this little house is in the middle of nowhere. It's miles from the nearest big town. At the time, the town of Hydesville was a small, tiny hamlet. To think that the events of that day went from there, went across America quicker than the uh, gold rush, and then captured the world. That needed some doing. I don't think we see that phenomenal success now. I just ask, how did that happen? It was really 
uppermost in my mind that we were in the middle of nowhere and this escalate this one experience changed the world yeah uh, it was mind-blowing i have thoughts on that see the, the advent of spiritualism in the uk was on the tail end of the industrial age yeah. where in one generation people's lives change so totally yeah. Yeah. in america also they were into that industrialization everybody was an immigrant everybody right. had given up their life where they'd known and settled out there through either first or second generation so again their world had been turned upside down on them and all the barriers in the mind in my understanding were broken down Absolutely. because we weren't locked in that horse and plow routine of just following yeah. the horse so these things aided the spirit world yeah and people were saying instead of saying as they would do today oh spirit can't do that and it really irritates me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, they can you won't yeah. <laughs> i different. think it was i think it was all planned i think it was part yeah. of a master plan if you think about america at the time there was the gold rush going on so yeah. a big change um the first women's liberation meeting was held in New York State that same year. Yeah. Slavery had ended uh, the year before. And so there was a great change. There was there was pressure for change. And spiritualism took off. Yeah. I'm just gonna fast forward to the pandemic that we've just gone through. Yeah. Now yourself, myself, and many others moved their uh, church services the only place they could which was online you know a large organization in england did a survey of the number of people who were attending online services as opposed to in person and do you know laurie there was a 600 percent increase 600 mm percent -hmm. that says something yeah so i think it's at times when people are searching for change and let's face it with the situations that we all find ourselves in worldwide we're looking for change so yes. it may be that this is going to be the next boost uh, for our movement and i hope that i can be part of that it's most certainly the uh, pandora's box it is now open uh, yeah. and we will never put the lid back on it i do see there's lots of people well i i prefer an in-house i prefer an in-person oh i quite yeah. enjoy and that's for whatever we do, there's going to be a debate about it. Absolutely. And whatever we do, and that's absolutely fine. There's a, when debate turns into diatribe, that's when it starts getting a bit <laughs> sticky. Um, but yeah, the online side of it. And I mean, although in a way we were very much online services when the actual lockdowns were in. But since then, we've pulled back and slightly changed our footing. So it's nights like this. It's the educational nights. Absolutely. But I'm seeing some online services conducted really, really well. Mm. Do you know what? And I put myself in that mindset of, okay, I don't know what spiritualism is. So what is this about? And that service has been really good and really yeah. followable and really understandable and really 
most importantly, appealing. Similarly, I've gone into rooms and just thought, okay, who who, who left the cage doors open tonight then? What's going on here? <laughs> for, me, for me personally, uh, if we're going to uh, demonstrate spiritualism at its best, it must include the philosophy of spiritualism. Because yeah. you see, to me, um, without that philosophy, it has little meaning. Somebody said to me, what do you get out of spiritualism? What is it that is important to you? And I said, well, it's changed my life. Yeah. He said, well, how can speaking to dead people change your life? And I said, well, look, once you start this process, you understand that life continues. And that is the message to everybody. It's not whether Aunt Fanny or Grandad is well. It's about the promise of uh, the continuity of life. Once we accept that possibility, we then have to look at ourselves differently. In looking at ourselves differently, we hopefully will act differently. We will also look at our fellow man differently. And so this process goes on, and then the world that we live in seems like a totally different place just by that one piece of knowledge that life continues. And I think that is when spiritualism becomes live, when it becomes vital, when people take it into their life mm -hmm. um, and I've got to say like you I've been into some services where there is no philosophy and to me it then just becomes entertainment yeah and I don't think we should allow it to happen I, I just think we have to put it in its rightful mode and include the philosophy and we don't have to do it in a stuffy way we don't have to do it in a in a oh the priest is priesting now so let's sit back we can do it in a way that um brings people in we can do it in a way that people will want to hear and we can do it in a way that is well shall we say it's relevant to today's life it's no good being victorian no good yeah. at all because we don't live in victorian times we can honor the victorian in the past but we have to live for today this is our lifetime so we have to live it now so i think it's important that we include that but include it uh, in a relevant way yeah I, I agree wholeheartedly robin uh the services here at paul they are an hour long and i never say to the demonstrators you've only got 10 minutes for the philosophy because they this word they only want the messages and i'm going to come back to that because it irritates me <laughs> uh, <laughs> the philosophy takes as long as spirit dictate it's as simple yeah. as that we yeah. had a most beautiful gentleman uh, uh reverend david jackson and he was such an eloquent speaker and a trance medium and sometimes his philosophy would last 40 minutes of a one-hour service but yeah. you know what nobody ever complained no that's right they all said that was a lovely service because that message and you're quite right it's about today i always say the philosophy is to give somebody tools to walk out of the church today and today. live in the world that's outside there today yeah yeah, yeah. no it's no good it's no good extolling the virtues of victorian times we can admire what they did and we can work and uh, build on what they did but we live in a very different world and then we have to embrace that and yeah. it will only be relevant to people if we're applying it to today it's the only way it'll work 
Yeah. And it is because it's that message for all. You know, the, the, I often say, you know, the one thing that a church, a good church, will offer to everyone is hope. Yeah. And the ways and routes to uh, achieve that. The biggest one is in that philosophy. You, yeah. You've experienced this, I know, when somebody comes up to you after a service and goes, you know what, I've had something going on in my life, but in your philosophy, <laughs> and you go, thank you. That, I, was, that I wanted is, a message today, but I got it in the address. That really? is when it's worthwhile. That's when yeah. all the, the trouble of getting there and, you know, the transport difficulties and the, the roadblocks <laughs> and all the yeah. rest. When somebody says that, that is when it's worthwhile. Yeah. And you only need one in a sense. Yeah. You only need one. Yeah. And uh, mm. hand on heart, I, I don't dislike the evidential mediumship. And some people think I do because I... I We've seen it become the forefront uh, yeah. and the billboard of spiritualism. And yeah. it's, it's gone to that degree now where there is nothing else. Uh, and I'll bring back the they. Yeah. I've heard it in committees and centres and churches. Well, we just do the evidential because that's what they want. I'm okay. I want. Who are they? Yeah. And have you Who ever spoken they? to they? <laughs> <laughs> I think there is a perception. Yes. I think it's all a perception. <laughs> and I think true. they see some of the sort of, you know, some of the big names in shows around the world, and they think that's what we need to do to bring people in. And, you know, I don't think it is sometimes. I think people need, as you said, a bit of hope, just yeah. a bit of something to help them through the week uh, in a community that they feel safe within. Exactly. Um, and I think that's where we, that's where we should be. Yeah. I agree. I always, I agree. I always say the mediumship is just the support act. The yeah. real message is that life continues. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what does that mean to us? What does yeah. that really mean? Yeah. Um, it's interesting you touch on when you see the names, the big names doing the tours. And I was having this conversation with a fellow medium the other day, and they'd mentioned this one of the touring mediums. And I went, Do you know what? I said, I keep doing it. I keep forking out all this money for a ticket to go and see him. And I see just as good sometimes on the church platform. And they went, do you know what? I've been thinking that. <laughs> I have nothing against mediums. Oh, no. Nothing at all. And, uh, <coughs> they might create a spark for people to seek Correct. elsewhere. Correct. But I don't think we need to replicate that. I think we need to hold on to our principles and that that one truth, it doesn't have to be fancy, just that one truth. Life continues. Yeah. Everything else comes from there. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Uh, and yes, I agree. The, the big names going out there, they do reach the audience or however you want to term it, that the churches yeah. and centres would not because yeah. they would not be going. But like you say, maybe it's that spark. Yeah. Maybe is that you know what? There's something going on here, There's and I want to know this. more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Comment here from lovely Phil Shaw. Conversational and contemporary philosophy is so integral to a spiritual service, particularly for engaging the attention interest of a younger generation and the inquirer who is soul searching for a meaning to his or her life. Hi, Very. Phil. 
nice to have your, your, your comment. And I can't, I can't agree with you more. I know Phil has been to our services and served our service, and he does a beautiful uh, philosophy. Um, and it's that that really is, makes the difference. It's that that makes the difference for the people that yeah. come yeah. week after week, um, seeking for something. And I often think the philosophy is where it is. We have to, we have to continue with it. We can't just have an opening song and a demonstration because that's not giving the philosophy that supports spiritualism. So, yeah. Yeah, I can't agree with you more, Phil. Thank yeah. you. And interesting spin-off from that comment, Phil, where the philosophy is that message. Whenever you say it's a message for all, it's all generations. Absolutely. Uh, you may disagree with this, but I do see that mediums work within their generation. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> and things are... All right, I engage on social media now on behalf of the church and my own page, but it's not really there. I've not grown up with it. I've not got used to it that way. Yes. Um, and I do find that within my evidential mediumship, things are pretty much in my generational understanding it because I see some of the younger mediums coming up and they'll start quoting, oh, they're talking about their TikTok account when it's still yeah. active. And I'm thinking, do you know what? That probably would not have seeped through with me because it's not in my toolbox so much. But yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we have to remain relevant. Mm. Um, and it works both ways because you're talking about you and I probably in the same sort of age bracket. <laughs> Um, the gracefully mature. <laughs> <laughs> I started mediumship when I was 22, I think it was. Okay. Um, and you know, there was, there was from some quarters, the opposite. Well, he's so young, he can't be any good, was what I got. Yeah. So it yeah. works both ways. Yeah. Um, and I just had to battle on and keep going, and I did. Um, but I do think, uh, as you said, we have to be relevant. Mm. I, I I don't understand TikTok and such. Um, so it's not in my mindset. Yeah. So perhaps I should do a crash course on TikTok to bring it into my <laughs> mediumship. <laughs> but, but you know, I, th I think very much so. You've touched on something. With mediumship, they will use what they have available. Yeah. And they use your mindset to bring forth ideas and such. And so if you are not used to social media and, and such, well, it won't be there for them to pick out. Exactly. So, um, yeah. I think, yeah. well, I don't think I'm going to start TikTok. Um, no, I no. <laughs> should just do that. I, I have no idea. There no. you go. That's it. That's, that's me <laughs> failed. Um, but it, it is a shame, isn't it? Because I I feel, this is my opinion, uh, that we have, when I say we, I'm talking about spiritualism, but probably failed now two generations of people where it was this just continual barrage of evidence, you know, oh, we're going to have an afternoon of mediumship, we're going to have an evening of mediumship, we're going to have a midnight mediumship mass. And it was just that. Mm -hmm. And that was it. That was the face of spiritualism. And it had its 
okay, it may have piqued the interest of people, but there was nothing behind it to back it up again. There was nothing there to secure uh, people coming in. I don't say that everywhere, but in the main, it... When I say I failed, I don't mean that masterly, but we just no, no, lost no. the opportunity. Yeah. We've lost I the opportunity. The, the demonstrations and such will bring them in, but it won't sustain them. If exactly. they don't get into the, um, the teaching and the understanding of the philosophy and what spiritualism is about and uh, allow them to develop. I was talking to the group here today in Finland and I said, we were doing, it's a transmediumship course, and uh, they were working very hard. And I started by saying, look, this awareness of spirit has a different connotation with every single one of you. And I said, maybe none of you will be working on a platform demonstrating this mm. transmediumship. Maybe none of you will be uh, using it in the public forum. But that this way of working and training can help you in your personal development and the majority of them agreed and that's what they were looking for yeah. so using the teaching techniques that we can for transmediumship and mediumship it allows them to grow in this world um, and understand the world in a different different way so i think the teaching is really really important mm. uh, it's paramount in my 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 book uh, that's what i do uh, most of the time <laughs> I'm out there um, trying to teach so it's it's that's one of my passions just one I've got spiritualism is the main one uh, but aspects of spiritualism also uh, are my passions yeah and um, interesting I know um, <clears throat> I have for it well we've got a couple from Denmark staying here at the moment currently with us. We've had a medium over from Sweden. We've had a lot of interactions online with the European spiritualism. Mm -hmm. And there is this newness because of the lack of churches and centres that we have over here. Yeah. There's this newness to the approach and something I did notice and it is starting to manifest in the UK where before in the UK, every, you know, let's fair to say, every workshop was about make you a medium, you know, yeah. it was true, teach how to be a medium. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of like selling that illusion that, you know, after all these workshops, you're going to get up on the platform and have your 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. I know that's a very basic way of looking at it. But now people are actually interested in increasing their awareness, as I refer Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. You know, and just yep. being able to sit there, well, what better tonight? We've got, what, 48 viewers on at the moment. What better than if everybody could just sit there for that moment and feel their loved one close? Yeah, absolutely. And be able to talk. No need for validation. No, no. No need no, to stand no. up on a platform and say, my mother's here. Yeah. Just, just be to have that feeling, that yeah. experience. It's really, really important. Indeed. And, you know, I would rather have it that not everybody goes onto the, onto the platform yeah. because some people will never want to do that. And some people are pushed onto the platform. I was pushed onto the platform. I, I never wanted to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was pushed onto the platform and I haven't got off yet. Um, but 
it changed my life completely because yeah. from that point uh, all my weekends my evenings disappeared hobbies disappeared <laughs> you know uh, spiritualism is my life now and i don't think and i'm not making me sound any better than anyone else or different from anyone else but not everybody has that time and commitment to do that yeah they just don't so yeah. if they get out of it a better awareness of life or a changed awareness of life then it's worked yeah. it really has worked it's definitely so. I, I smile when people say oh i'd love to be a medium <laughs> really pretty <laughs> really yeah. would you like to kiss goodbye to every sunday for the rest of the year please do yeah, yeah. absolutely uh, but, you... but saying that you know um People say, oh, you're, you, they use this term and I hate it. You're an international medium. Mm. Spirit is international. Wherever you are, it's spirit. It's not yeah. you're from this part or that part. So I don't like that. But people have this thing that it's glorious. Yeah. I love nothing more than being able to give information to somebody to bring their loved one back and make that connection. To me, that means it all. And if we get one person in that room that really feels that touch of their loved ones, then my job's done. And then I can forget the seven hours I sat in an airport because the plane's been delayed. And the feet killing me because I've had to walk halfway around the airport with luggage and what have you. That makes it worthwhile. That, that just moment, that moment when they say, that's my dad or that's my mum. Yeah. And they say, thank you. I've waited for so long for that. That's when it really matters. Um, and I think we have to do it for that purpose. Because it's not about me being rich. It's not about, it's just about being of service, I think, is yeah. what I would say. Being of service, not only to spirit, but to those who are seeking. When you see it in an attendee's or a student's eyes, and you see that moment where they got it. Yeah. You know, the, the old training adage, what is it? I see, I forget, I hear, I understand, I do, I comprehend. Yeah. And when you get that do moment, they actually do it and they see that ding moment, you just think, Absolutely. Yes, it's, it's, it's magic. Absolutely it magic. It yeah. is. Very much. Uh, yeah. I just love the seven hours trudging around an airport. Been there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gate yeah. 31. No, we changed it to gate three. Are you <laughs> kidding me? You're a gate four just now. <laughs> yeah. I, have a, I have a group in Australia and I love them to pieces. I've been going there for about six years now. And when I get there, I'm absolutely worn out because I will add, as you get older, the journey seems longer but to sit on a plane for 27 hours and seven hours waiting in dubai for this connection right. you think what am i doing here why am i doing this but why one connection <laughs> makes it worthwhile yeah indeed uh lovely jack this is jen when i'm talking about he's currently uh squatting in my house i can't get rid of him but never mind <laughs> and he's just picking up an earlier conversation with the talk 
maybe we should start to use TikTok to share the philosophy, etc. Even though we are not the typical generation on TikTok, we must have youngsters around that can help out. Yeah. Interesting. That's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we need to recruit the youngsters as our social media uh, uh, officers. What well, do you, do you know what? Again, going back to committees and things like that, I was talking with one of the local churches and I said, why do you not have a promotions position within your committee? Somebody who is there to engage with social media, websites, yeah. things like that. Because he yeah. often, oh, well, there's nobody that can do it. So find somebody. Somebody, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Lovely yeah. Mary Dixie. I would say that not all my circle members will be mediums. However, I find that they become involved in other aspects of helping in the church. Couldn't agree with you more, Mary. Yeah. When people have that, that touch from spirit, it makes the commitment worthwhile. And you know something? I do think that those who are on church committees should have experience within a circle so yeah. that they know that touch of spirit yeah. coming close yeah. and that then it puts it all into perspective. I think it's brilliant that, that people do that. Um, I did. I, I'll tell you, when I became involved in spiritualism, um, I started when I was seven. Uh, and I would have prophetic dreams. And I ha would have a dream one day and the next day it would happen. Now that for a seven, eight year old was very scary, especially yeah. um, the most prominent one was my brother. I had a younger brother who was five years old. I was only seven, I, I was eight, sorry. Um, and I dreamt he would die the next day and that he did. Yeah. And as an eight year old, that was very difficult to, to cope with. So roll forward to when I was 19, 20, and a colleague at work says, are you going to the spiritualist church? And I said, you must be joking. All that load of twaddle, I don't want to get involved in that fraud. And I really was a total skeptic. And so um, she pushed and pushed and pushed. And eventually I went. And I sat there, usual stance, arms folded. <laughs> Come on, prove it to me. Prove it to me. And I must have been the most difficult person in the room. I was certainly the youngest by about... 30 years and medium after medium would tell me I'm going to go on the platform and I would be totally dismissive but I went back every week trying to work out how they were called reading mm. why were they reading the body language and I had got it all taped and then there was a medium came up from the southwest um, never seen him before he didn't know anybody in the church and I thought this is a good test and halfway through the service he spun around at me, he said, young man, I'm going to prove to you that I'm not reading your mind. Well, that statement in itself was, he's reading my mind. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to tell you what went in your brother's coffin. And then he proceeded to do that. And he said, I know it's information that you don't know. And he said, that's the best test because you'll have to go away and ask somebody. So he told me there was a red rose, a pink rose and a blue dog. And I went home I rang my mum she was the only other person that would have known and she confirmed that that was right from that moment I knew there was something in it I knew that I didn't know that information he'd given me information that I didn't know and so he must have got it from somewhere 
So I then was invited to a circle, and within weeks of joining the circle, I was invited onto the committee of the church, <laughs> and thereby hangs the tail. So I was on Eastbourne Committee, then we opened our own church in Seaford, and 30 years later, I'm still there. Um, and that's an, uh, just an example of what Mary said, where people get involved in circle, they get involved in that connection with spirit, and they want to give something back. And I think that's wonderful. I think it's really wonderful that people would do that. Yeah, uh, it, it is. It's absolutely wonderful. I, I'm going to get on my soapbox, everybody. Oh, I can hear them groan from here. Um, again, I'm, I'm very particular about our language that we use because I'm just looking at it and thinking, are we saying the right things? Because we've just... And when we talk about mediums, I always encourage to speak to people, you know, be a medium. But of what? is entirely down to you. You can be a medium yeah. for philosophy. You can be a medium for inspiration. You can be a medium. We had a guy who I said, your mediumship is your incredible organizing capabilities. Yeah. This guy could have organized invading Scotland overnight. He was just amazing. In his mind, he must see the 3D version of things mm -hmm. and puts it all into... I said, that is really good mediumship because it is such a useful tool. And he was like, it's not mediumship. I said, it is because you are obviously, there's obviously help coming in there with you. That inspiration and you just do it. And it's, it's just, yeah. and that will lock in because we're all like these little bits of this giant jigsaw. Absolutely. You know, just so, up on what you said about um, you have a medium doing the philosophy, you have a medium. Do you know, um, that's a little I'll get on my soapbox now okay <laughs> when, when in circle uh, when I was in circle and that was quite some time ago um, you were uh, trained or uh, you worked not only at connecting with spirit but connecting with spirit for the inspired address mm -hmm. and connecting with spirit for the prayer format and and they were all parts of the training within the circle and sadly that has sort of fallen to one side and everybody wants to be there to be the evidential medium yeah. but the philosophy side the inspired side doesn't come and i had a discussion with a medium um, who said he wouldn't be able to do the address and i said well why if spirit can give you a connection that will give you the words of evidence why can't they give you the words of uh, philosophy? Yeah. And he stopped for a few minutes. He said, well, I've never been taught. And that's then, I think, my generation of um, let them down. Yeah. Because that's what we should be doing. We should be an all-encompassing for the whole thing uh, to teach people uh, how to get that inspiration. Yeah. Um, to me, you know... Yeah. I step off my soapbox now. No, I'll, I'll join you. <laughs> you know, again, I say I've, I feel the last two generations we've missed opportunities there. Yeah. However, funnily enough, this is spooky. <laughs> we've got a young, young gentleman here, Stephen Mager. Good mm -hmm. evening, Stephen. Stephen is a generation from us. His philosophy is right on trend. 
His philosophy is about today. It speaks to a younger generation. His presentation, everything is just, he is most certainly one of the ones to watch. And I mean that in the nicest and not condescending way whatsoever. He is already an exemplary maid, and I know it's going to go from strength to strength. But yeah, Stephen, ask you, sir, about the um, being taught the philosophy because you put on just an amazing service. Re he's just reading off his phone. I mean, that, just that in itself, I love. Yeah. I absolutely love that. I just think, I'm just Griffin never thought that. Yeah. <laughs> Here I am printing everything out. <laughs> but Stephen, what, uh, sir, uh, philosophy is Stephen's real, real bit, real mm -hmm. straight in there. How did you get into the philosophical side? Was it something that you had to steer yourself or was it managed by your circle at the time? So there's a little question for you, Stephen. <laughs> so we'll wait for the answer. Yeah. I was I was so lucky. The gentleman that I sat in circle with, Colin Dixon, um, he was a stickler. And he wouldn't allow you on the platform if you hadn't some philosophy to give. He wouldn't yeah. he wouldn't do a demonstration without a little quarter of an hour talk or a ten minute talk before and I'm afraid I echo that. Um, yeah. And, and he, he said it's important. I do too. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, I've had approaches. I'd, I've had approaches where I can understand where the lack of confidence or whatever for the philosophy, up to and including people coming in saying, oh, well, I don't do philosophy, so how I'll run the service is, blah, blah, mm. blah. And I'm looking at them <laughs> going, Okay, mm. <laughs> carry on. Yeah. I'm getting my gun ready now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's interesting. So Stephen has come back. Thank you, Stephen. I need to know the argument for and the argument against and synthesize both perspectives. Thank you. I understand that. Yes. Uh, oh, wrong one. Uh, there I found so much wisdom. wisdom. And so, I think there has to be a balance. Mm. Obviously, there will be different people seeking different things, and we have to find that balance. But I just think we, we have to put the reason why we're making the connection with spirit and let them work out how it applies to them. Very much so. Very much so. Stephen, if I could just ask you, did, were you led on the philosophical learning path by your circle leaders or was it something that you had to drive yourself and push yourself to learn more so um, <clears throat> lovely veronica jenkins her tutor was the same i had to do philosophy before i could do mediums yeah <laughs> it was it's old school that's that's how it was done but i i still aspire to that now i think it's yeah. really important um and you know, sometimes that connection with spirit to give you those words is absolutely mind-blowingly beautiful just to allow those words to come through. Mm. Um, and an important part of who we are. Yeah. We're having a discussion recently here about open platforms. 
um, and where they are going and what's happening within them. And I was saying, originally, the open platforms were set up as a tool for circle leaders to bring their circles in yeah. and put forward the ones who are doing well with their philosophy or with their mediumship and just start to give them that experience. Unfortunately, they seem to have fallen to a wayside where anybody can go up there and you hear the immortal like, well, I've never trained because I'm a natural medium. And you just think, yeah. oh, good God. <laughs> well, can I say, oh, although, we, <laughs> <laughs> although we have we have student evenings when, when um, people are given the chance and the opportunity to work with a live audience um, and that we're, they're controlled to the groups that we have running. Um, we actually have in our in our um, uh, bylaws that we don't run open circles for that reason. Mm. That we just don't allow it because you have no idea what's going to happen. And yeah. it can be, if, if you've got somebody who's coming in for the first time, it could actually put them off for life. Yes. Um, so we have we have platforms for um, for new mediums. And we will give a new new medium a chance with an experienced medium to shadow, to do a service or such. Um, and um, we find that's the best way. And it gives them the confidence that they know there's four or five people who are standing up to work together. And they might split the evening up into different parts, but they're there together. Um, yeah. It's a supportive act, uh, atmosphere. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Sorry, I, I don't know if I misunderstood a little bit there. You said about you don't do open circles or open platforms. Open platforms, sorry. Open, open platforms. platforms, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, because uh, we've started the open circle here again, and I am a bit of a terrier about this. Every mm -hmm. time we sit, I say, this is not a message circle. Yeah. This is a meditation. It's a passive energy Evidential mediumship is an active energy. The two do not mix. No. I am very hard on that because when I first started off, I was going to open circles and people were coming out and, oh, you got this way, oh, you got that way. And it turned me off. I could have very much easily walked away from spiritualism then because I thought, well, I can't do all that. So yeah. I'm wasted there. We, we have to we be have... mindful of that. We have a, a saying for that, and it's called leaky mediumship. Leaky. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I like and that. I always say to students, which would you rather have, a tap that you can turn on and off, or one that drips constantly? <laughs> Never be a leaky medium. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah. I'm using that. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephen's come back there. He had a very good example in Richard Sue Hayes at the Temple in Portsmouth, Elaine Bevin, Minister Matthew Smith, Janet Hadley, David Powell. Brilliant. Uh, all those people Stephen's talking about there, their tour de force is their philosophy. Philosophy. Each yeah. and every one of them. And I bet when Stephen went into their company when they were giving me, it was that that he actually drank in, and it was that that meant yeah. something to him that pulled him in further. Um, yeah. I couldn't yeah. agree more. Yeah, no. We have to lead by example. 
Indeed, and this is why we need to keep this uh, the philosophy side alive in our services, because Stephen, there is living proof yeah. by hearing wonderful exponents of the philosophical mediumship has inspired the next generation of our philosophical mediums. I, the che I hope the check's in the post here, Stephen, because I'm bigging <laughs> you up big time, all right? 10% of all your fees for the next year. Thanks, buddy. But <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there are people around the world, because of the connections that we've made, um, are experiencing the thing. I'm here in Finland. Now, in Finland, uh, spiritualism is not a recognised religion. Mm. Yet every town has a society. They have a spiritualist society but they don't have church services. Yeah. They have uh, meetings when there is demonstrations, they have meetings, both philosophy talks, but it's not within a, a church structure. So imagine my surprise. I was working in Lapland in November, and um, the, the lady who organized this week said, we want you to do a church service. So this was doing a church service to, to people who never had one. And it was the first one being organized here. And so I organized the service and I did PowerPoint slides so I could project the songs at the back in Finnish. Um, and we got it all sorted. Guess what happened? A national television came in with cameras and just came in the middle of the aisle and started filming the whole thing. So I'm keeping my head down while I'm here. <laughs> Because I might have gone against the religious community here, uh, but it was well received by the people who who were there. Really well received because they took it that step further. They took it as a belief and understanding. So it was a first step, anyway. First step. Yeah. So all the people in the hall thoroughly enjoyed it. The four thousand outside brandishing torches and screaming and shouting. <laughs> <a little bit>. <laughs> 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 Any of our friends in Finland, can you offer Robin a safe house and a, a safe route <laughs> home? <laughs> the funny part about it, Finland is it's an ideal, I always use it as an ideal template because each town has their own um, spiritualist community. Yeah. Um, but they link each other, not only through their magazine, but they have twice a year get-togethers with about 400 people sometimes. Brilliant. So they bring them together to just to share. Uh, and I think it's wonderful, uh, yeah. a wonderful example. Because I think sometimes we are a bit separatist. <laughs> yes. We manage our own little quarter and um, perhaps we, we should join hands sometimes. Yes, I agree 100% there. Um, I'll go too far down that route because <laughs> uh, Myra's saying she can smuggle you out of the country. So right, there you go. Yeah. You got your safe route. Yeah, Don't well, tell anybody. Mira is in my, in the group that I'm working with here. She said to me, oh, oh, right. are, you, are you on on the talk? You're on the talk tonight with Laurie. <laughs> so <laughs> I know it's weird. <laughs> How do people know people now? Yeah. Um, interesting though. Let's see. We've done a lot of work with the Spiritists from Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. And their meetings are fascinating because they don't have anything like we would have as a service. Yeah. And their evidential mediumship is by 
well, I'll rephrase that, their connective mediumship is by invitation only. Right. Now, we've had a couple of uh, exponents over who have done this. They, they work, first of all, they will work healing, and their healing is totally different, a very energetic form of healing yeah. Yeah. Uh, to ours. And then they will have this connective mediumship and it may be family it may be friends or it may just be spirits coming in to talk about their experience mm -hmm. but i must say the times when i have been invited into them you can feel the atmosphere all right a lot of people could fake this fraud that or whatever but nobody can create no that energetic atmosphere you just sat there and some of the stories were a bit grim and it was like oh god it was there it was yeah. so low there very interesting very interesting yeah i think i think we we're getting to the point where we we have to um seek that feeling of spirit in the room yes all too often it's just words and we i think yeah. we we as mediums as organizers as whatever we form we play we should seek to feel spirit and i think we can i don't think it's out of our remit and i don't think it's outside of what we do i just think we need to seek that that real feel of connection the feel of spirit in the room yeah um, i agree i agree a, a good demonstrator uh when you have that moment when the sitter feels them absolutely absolutely feels them steve mager i believe the technology opens the collective to new ideas wireless download downloads from the cloud is such a good demonstration of mediumship yeah i believe we're going to see mediumship do some amazing things we can only dream of brilliant yeah. that means you might sorry i had a, a a colleague who came into the spiritualist church and he was a total skeptic and do you know what his take was? He said he didn't think that we were touching spirit, that we were touching this great hard drive in the sky that has everything on it and we were able to drag it from the hard drive. And I never thought about it that way. Mm. Um, I didn't entirely agree with him um, because I don't think the hard drive would have the feeling of connection and love and the emotions that go with it. Um, but I thought it was a, an interesting concept, and Stephen's just um, brought it up again. Yeah. Similar situation. Well, I suppose a good retort for someone like that that you may be correct, but who designed the hard drive? Hard drive. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, I have a, a feeling that I'm an app, that the bigger part of me is in spirit, yeah. and I'm the app just going out for. We won't go down that road, we'll be here all night. Or I'll throw reincarnation in and that'll be it. That'll be right the cat amongst the pigeons. pigeons. <laughs> 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 you got the Reverend Ashley Oliver. Ashley, it's been far too long, my darling. I need to see you. That sounds like a wonderful service. If you can feel the presence of spirit and God force, then the connection is happening. Deep prayer and healing can evoke this too. Everyone feeling the connection in the whole congregation saying, what has happened? And that is the divine touching earth. 
I couldn't agree with you more. And you, you mentioned healing. We have to remember that healing isn't a secondary thing. Because, you know, I think the whole purpose of mediumship is healing. Correct. I yeah. think that's the whole point of mediumship is healing in some form. And I think if we can touch that and bring that essence of spirit into the room, then all will have the healing. It's not just the ones feeling the message. They will all feel it. Yeah. I, was, I was doing a, a trance demonstration in New York. Uh, I didn't know there was a um, journalist in the room. And she stood up and asked a question. The question, I, I only found out afterwards, I had the recording. The, uh, the question was, why is this sort of mediumship important? What point is there? And somebody who works me from spirit side um, put her firmly in the place. And he said, we are working to the point where all forms of mediumship will come together and the recipient will have no doubt that their loved one has entered the room. And I thought that was a lovely thing to aspire to, that we, as mediums, get to the point where there is no doubt that they're loved ones. Now, I don't think I've reached that point yet. I don't think there are many that have reached that point. But I do think that it's something to aspire to, that our job is to make that person know, without any doubt, that their loved one is there. And if they can feel that essence, if they can feel that connection that's made, then that's worthwhile. Definitely. Definitely. Robin, that is a perfect point uh, to end tonight's discussion. Absolutely loved it. Absolutely. I'd, it's just, it's again, it's a beauty of this time where we can talk to people and people are saying what you're thinking or what you're feeling and you're just like, well, number one, I'm not nuts, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> number two, uh, Ashley Oliver there just wants to bring back a comment. Wow, that is such a joyful purpose, something for us to pray in our own unfoldment each time we work, no matter what our gift of spirit is. Very true. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But absolutely amazing evening. Are you teaching again tomorrow, Robin? Yes, I've got the second part of a workshop tomorrow and then flying back Monday, um, back home. So, And then I've got a couple of weeks and then off to California. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I'm not jealous. <laughs> <laughs> How wonderful. Listen, yeah. you've obviously earned it. And it's just so nice to speak to somebody uh, with this real feet-on-the-ground approach to our movement and a lot of sense a lot of intelligence being spoken so thank you so much no thank you for the opportunity it's been great to talk to you and i hope we'll be able to talk again <laughs> definitely you do have an interest in physical mediumship i do and i, do. I have a great yeah. passion also so hopefully at some point in the future we could get together and talk, talk about that yeah, yeah. good yeah brilliant so. Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Uh, we've had a wonderful evening. Don't forget that you can watch our service live streamed here from Paul Church. That's tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. GMT. And that is with myself and Jack Eckhart and Lola Kiskeaton. They will be chairing and doing the reading for the service as well. So three of us on the platform. 
Go onto our website or our YouTube channel or our Facebook page and you can catch up and re-watch this and many other evenings that we have given over the last two and a half years now. So, Robin, sir, have a wonderful... You're an hour ahead over there, aren't you? We're two hours ahead. It's ten o'clock. Two hours ahead. Oh, goodness me. Goodness <laughs> me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. Five past ten and you're teaching. Thank you so yeah. much for your time. It's so much My appreciated. Pleasure. My pleasure, honestly. All Thank right. You for Take care now. Thank you. And you. And good night, everybody. Thank you for good joining night. us. Thank you.